Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. We are here on Thrive Thursday. Of course, Dr. Rashad Ritchie is sticking around and joining us since we're thriving. Last time she was here, I think she added a couple of more flavors. I'm looking at that and something else is going on and she's been nominated for awards. She's doing all of the things. It's that time of the year for your ice cream. Let me welcome the best ice cream maker in the world, in the world, Chef Liz Rogers is here. Creamalicious is the brand. Hi. Hi, how are you? I am awesome. I'm awesome. I'm looking at your flavors. I think you added uh, caramel pound cake. You had banana pudding and red velvet cheesecake, pecan pie, peach cobbler. Is, is the sweet potato pie new? And the sweet tea, is that new too? So all of those were the legacy flavors, but the sweet teas uh, new. I did a national partnership with uh, McAllister's uh, Deli. So um, that was really cool. Uh, they're, they're known for their sweet tea ice cream. So um, they called me and we just did a collab and it, it turned out pretty good. We got some really good responses for it. All right. So you're legendary already. Um, the slap your mama banana pu- uh, banana pudding ice cream. <laughs> and I was just talking to you off mic about the non-dairy. And you said that that's coming because, yes. you know, yes. those of us with the lactose issues and, you know, milk, you know, I don't want to get into all of that. But you know what I'm saying. We need our non-dairy options. You're coming with it. We've, we've gotten an overwhelming response of people just really wanting to support and can't have deli, you know, dairy. So it's been a really... Um, yeah. And, and when I talk to you, I, I got you. I got it. Okay. All right. We got to come back for that. What's the most exciting thing about being in the ice cream business for you right now, Chef Liz Rogers? Just the journey, just, um, just inspiring entrepreneurs. I get so many letters and messages from entrepreneurs that just want mentorship and, and it gives me an opportunity to learn from them and, you know, them learn from me and just, just being out here where people, they're just going for it. You know, um, I feel like just being one of the only African-American ice cream manufacturers in mass production today has been, it's been scary for people, right? They're, they've been so afraid to just go for their dreams. I hate that people felt like it was just, you know, unreachable and, and that, we just couldn't do it, you know, and I just want to let people know that you just got to go for it. It doesn't matter if you fail. It just doesn't matter if you get one step closer and then have to turn back around and pivot and go back to the drawing board. But it's, there's a lot of, you know, black owned businesses and small companies and minority owned. They want to be on the shelves and they just don't know how. Mm. So tell us how um, we talked for the first hour with Lindustry. Uh, the CEO of Lindustry about small business loans and, you know, what the blueprint should look like for anyone applying. Did you stay in your job while you were um, creating Creamalicious? Did you stay on your your regular job while you were forming your business? I still have, I still have two jobs. I work for someone else. I consult and I have several restaurants and I work, I wash dishes. You have to support and finance your dream. I think that um, we don't understand. Like I have people come to me all the time and they think they're just going to walk in the bank and get a loan. Creamalicious is very successful. We, we've been doing this for two years. 
still can't get a loan, still can't get, you know, the money. Oh, you're not in business long enough. We want to see what else you can do. Your numbers aren't good enough, different things like that. And then there's all the politics and I'm an executive chef. I don't cook with politics. It's an ingredient that I don't mix with. Right. So you really have to understand that in order for someone to invest in you, you first have to invest in yourself before you go to someone, a bank or a private investor, you have to really have your team together. People don't have time to bring your brand to market. So you really need to make sure you have a really good attorney, really good advisors, really good accountants, CPAs. You have to understand your business. I, I think I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and they, they won't even take the time to do a simple business plan. If you're not willing to invest a few hours or a few weeks to do a, a business plan a day, then you know that's an epic fail because without a plan, you're just, it's the road's just going to lead to nowhere, you know? So those are some of the things that you really have to start looking at and investing your business and, and, and not doing a business because you think it's going to make you a lot of money. You think it's fun. And then you pivot to do other things because investors look for, are you going to, how vested are you going to be? Do you have skin in the game? And that's a really big thing because when you're taking someone else's money, you know, you can just, oh, I don't want to do this. I want to go do something else. And then that person's out. So, you know, just investing that time in yourself and, and how to get on the shelf, you know, you got to make make the moves and, and call NAS. No one's going to call you and invite you anywhere. Um, you have to create your own opportunities and not sit and wait for those opportunities to come to you. So now how many years in? is cream malicious and what has been the like did you have a down year and then up what's what's been the story arc i just feel like my dreams uh with cream malicious has been extremely consistent you know i think uh people think that you're just some overnight success and that's not true it took me like 10 years to really hone in and do all of the formulas and recipes and different things because the one thing that i wanted to do is there was no way that I wanted to bring an ice cream to market and give someone control over my future. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to have my own recipes, my own formulas, my own IP that was proprietary to me. That way, if someone decides, hey, I don't want to work with you anymore. I don't want to, you know, manufacture your ice cream. You know, I can go anywhere in the world. I can go to China. I can go anywhere and get this ice cream made. It would taste the same and my business would keep going. A lot of people, um, they don't look at things like that, especially with private labeling. They call people like me to create formulas and recipes and IPs, but that stays here, you know, and you're putting your label on someone else's brand and your private labeling. You know, it happens all the time, but you have to understand that if someone doesn't want to manufacture for you anymore, then what are you going to do? It's going to completely shut your business down until you can find another manufacturer which may be few, far and in between, especially today, because we're, we're, we're really dealing with a lot of supply chain issues, logistics, people don't want to work. There's so many things that can happen. And if you can't, you know, keep up with the demand, you get kicked off the shelf. So those are some of the really big things that people need to think about when they're trying to do consumer packaging goods or just any business, really. Chef, I'm fascinated by some stuff here. All right. Number one, in my book, you're a scientist. Okay. So I'm from Georgia. I love sweet tea. You have been able to make sweet tea ice cream. 
you just don't know what this does for me right here. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, this obviously was inspired by Black Jesus. There's no other way this happened. <laughs> when I tell you, sister, I'm already online on my phone trying to figure out how to order this sweet tea ice cream. Where did this idea come from to blend those two flavors together? And is this going to be an item that sticks around? Yeah, so it's a limited edition item because uh, McAllister's Deli is an amazing, uh, they're amazing franchise restaurant mm -hmm. and they're known for all of their sweet teas. So they do have McAllister's there uh, in Georgia. So they have, I, I think they have the lemon sweet tea, the black cherry and there's peach. And so they really wanted to make the lemon. They chose the lemon. They mm -hmm. chose how they wanted it to kind of flow um, using swirls, putting the granular lemon cookies in the swirl. So you're not getting chunks of lemon cookies, but you're getting just granular and really focusing on the black tea. And so working with them uh, and blending the, the flavors, it really was more of a collaboration of, I'm about all about the creamy and the quality and, and, and they were more about the tea. So with them being my client, I really had to make sure that I was delivering what they wanted. So you can order that on the So Cream Malicious site and you can get that at any McAllister's Deli in Georgia or just anywhere that they are. They are selling it in the stores and, and until it runs out. So they did X amount of pints and it's it was for uh, National Sweet Tea Month. That is so dope. That is when, so dope. You wait, being, wait, uh, wait, hold on. Sorry. When was National Sweet Tea Month? Um, so it started on June the 10th. So I don't know how long it goes. Okay. Um, so, you know, That's we're celebrating month? everything. Next month is, um, I don't know if it was National Sweet Tea Day or National Sweet Tea Month. But for me, it, to me, it's, it's like a celebration all month it's until that ice cream runs out. But, you know, and the next month is, <laughs> right. is ice cream, you know, ice cream month, you know, so um it's and, and then we we have the pride thing we have there's so many everyone's celebrating everything and you know always celebrate with a scoop so i'm i'm all for i'm just really excited about just doing partnerships and collaborations and just doing a lot of stuff that you know you don't normally see and i think that you know with Cremalicious, we're the underdog right so I'm on this shelf with giants, you know, so I have to be a little bit more innovative in how I'm getting my company's name out there and how I'm getting um, the brand recognition because we're not this big machine. So I like to be a, a lot more innovative and do things that are quite different. I don't even have a vanilla, strawberry and chocolate on the market because everybody else has strawberry, chocolate and vanilla. Let them mm. go and do that. So it's all about the experience for me, really. You know, you've done something quite remarkable because number one, you create your own language. So all of your menu items are really, you're really creating kind of your own language, which language creates culture. Uh, and it's, I think it's fascinating that you don't do traditional ice cream at all. What's the dynamic in your opinion of collaboration versus competition? You decided to say, I'm not going to compete in these markets, but I am going to collaborate on some really creative and unique ideas that no one else is really doing at this level. Why has that been a success factor for you? Because, you know, it, it's, it's just like, it's just like anything in life. You know, you guys understand, you know, contracts, you know, like government contracts, you, you, you look at cities and we have contracts for, let's just put it, for example, for minority businesses and just say the state wants to give a city a billion dollars for, you know, redevelopment, right? 
So that's great. And then they'll say, but 20% of this has to go to minority businesses. And everybody you'll find is fighting for this 20%, but I'm over here trying to get this 80. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I know that, yes, I'm a minority business and I'm eligible for the 20 so I can get some of the 20, but I can also get some of the 80 as well. So for me, it was very important that I create my own dessert category. So I'm competing with myself. So yep. Cremalicious, um, if you if you look at the ice cream category and historically, you know, I'm the only chef that's really the head of an of an ice cream company. And, and I wanted to be the face of this ice cream because it was it was a creation that I created. Um, it's very authentic. It's four generations of family owned recipes. And each one of those flavors they're about real times and real people, you know, Uncle Charles, you know, everybody has Uncle Charles in their family, your favorite uncle, he had a flask, he was cool, he played with his nieces and nephews, he thought he was a kid, you know, we talk about the porch light peach cobbler, you know, my mom, she, she would always leave the porch light on when it was time to come in the house, you knew it was time to come in the house, you know, when the porch light came on, we didn't have internet, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have all these things going on, and it's funny, because when we grew up, and you came home to visit. I'm, I'm from Cleveland. But when I moved away and I came home, her porch light was always on. Aunt, Aunt Poonie's caramel pound cake, that was my godmother. She baked all of her pound cakes in a cast iron skillet. That skillet was passed down from her mom's mom to her mom. Generations she's since passed, her daughters have it. You're talking about a cast iron skillet that's over 100 years old and it's going to live on. And how many, how much history does that have, right? So, it's about, it's not about the fact that, you know, um, it's a great product, right? It's fun. It's a conversation piece. It can, it's relatable, right? And it just so happens that the, the owner is, is, is a minority. Well, you know? it just, I mean, it's beyond that. And when we talk about history, Cremel, Alfred Cremel is the inventor of the ice cream scooper. That you're the only black person in this space is an abomination because there's no ice cream scooper without a black person, Alfred Cremel, Cremel, who, uh, Crawley, I'm sorry, Alfred Crawley. Let me get his name right. C-R-A-L-L-E. So it's appropriate that you're here, Chef Liz, and I thank you for all of the work. I want you to come back when you have the non-dairy, please. I got you. Okay. (laughs) Chef Liz Rogers, go to soulcreamalicious.com. Get your ice cream on, order a whole lot. They ship anywhere. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.